great to be here. Great to be back in Hoover. Uh, excited about, uh, obviously, our year four uh, in Columbia. A lot of positive things going on in our program. Just moved into the Ken and Cindy Long f uh, Family Operations Facility in January. It's made a huge difference in our program from a recruiting standpoint, but also from the, from the culture of our team standpoint. Uh, really proud of our team academically for the first time in my coaching career. And the first time in South Carolina history fall semester, we had above a 3-0 GPA cumulative with our football team. And then we repeated that this spring semester. So back-to-back -back semesters with a cumulative GPA of over a 3-0, which is exciting. That's, that's what they're there to get, to get an education. But I really challenged our team in the offseason to leave no doubt about the things that take no talent. Effort, toughness, discipline, uh, competitive edge. Uh, every single day to earn what you get in our organization and having a team first mentality, which are basically our core values of our program. And I've been really pleased with how this senior class has uh, has ha held our team accountable to those qualities. And uh, I think we've had a good off season, a good summer, uh, and I'm looking forward to, to report on August 1st and I'll open up for any questions. Coach right here, front row to your left. Well, you've talked to us all during the spring and the off seasons about the importance of the offense cutting down on turnovers. And while all the interceptions have not been on Jake, but when the team sees him working hard during the spring in the offseason to cut down on those turnovers, does that also help to elevate his role as a leader on the team? Well, there's no doubt about it. You know, Jake's been been elected a team captain previous previously as in time at University of South Carolina. So obviously he is recognized as a team leader on our football team. But uh we improved tremendously from 2017 to 2018 offensively. Uh, another touchdown a game, uh, close to 100 yards a game, more plays every game, which the tempo obviously helped us. But you hit it on the head, Nick, Rick. Uh, we just, you know, inconsistencies in taking care of the football and in the red zone. You know, we have 53 red zone trips or 56 red zone trips. We have 13 times we come away with no points, eight turnovers. And, and that, those are, that's game-changing stuff. That's demoralizing for not just an offense but an entire football team. And psychologically, unfortunately, we weren't, we weren't strong enough to overcome some of that. And a lot of that youth that we had on defense had a hard time overcoming those things. So I don't think there's any question that, uh, you know, Jake's work ethic uh, and, and cleaning up some things fundamentally and, and footwork and those things – uh, have certainly helped him this past spring and this summer and heading into fall camp. Coach, to your right, third row on the end. Coach Tatum Everett, Nashville, uh, Fox out of Nashville. I know in the SEC, and you look at your schedule, it's always a tough slate. However, when you look at this season, it seems to be a little bit more challenging at times. Was there a point in time you looked at it and said, wow, we've got it really tough this year? No, I, I look at it from a standpoint it's a great opportunity for our program to take a step forward. Uh, you want to go to a place like South Carolina, you want to coach in the Southeastern Conference to be in the, in the, in the limelight, and that's the opportunity that we have. And we embrace it and look forward to it. And as I told our players, there's no predictions. Uh, it's, it's, it's not about talking about it, about it, it's about being about it. And that's our, that's our mentality headed in. <clears throat> coach right here on the front row. Will, looking at uh, Jake, you know, he's, he's on the cusp of setting a lot of major passing records. I mean, fair or unfair, that win or loss always goes to the QB. How much pressure is on him to not only set those records but to really beat some of these high-profile teams and win the quote-unquote big game? Well, I think that if you ask Jake Bentley, and I, I probably could respond for him, I don't think he's overly concerned about any records. He's concerned about winning football games and, and concentrating on what he's got to do to help our team be successful and win games on Saturday afternoon. Now, with that being said, uh, we're winning those games. He's playing well. And so the, the, I think they kind of work hand in hand.
Coach on the camera, thanks. Joe Cook, WLTX coach. Um, I know you've always said the goal is to get to Atlanta and your team hasn't reached that goal in, in your tenure, but you also feel confident it's the best team that you have had. As a coach, how do you man manage those expectations, and those high goals when you feel like you have the best talent that you've had? Well, the expectations and the goals don't change regardless of the season and regardless of the situation. Uh, and that's the way we approach every year. Our players and our uh, program understand clearly defined the, the goals of the program every year, the expectation every year, and that's what we're striving to achieve every single year. Right here up front, Coach. Drew DeArmond, WZZN Radio, Huntsville, Alabama. Coach, I know he didn't go through spring practice, but Javon Kinlaw on the defensive line, what kind of factor can he be for you this year, and how key is, is his play going to be in the success of your defense? Well, there's no question, and I'm really challenging Javon along with, with four other seniors defensively on our defensive line that need to have great years in order for us to have the type of year we need to have. Javon, Kier, Thomas, Kobe Smith, uh, uh, Danny Fennell, and Dennis Warnham. Those five guys are quality football players and need to play well for us in order for us to play well defensively. Now, Javon is a guy that I think he's in his best shape since he's been at South Carolina. Uh, he's got a great mentality in tacking this season, and uh, certainly he can be a very disruptive player. Coach, right here, third row, the red shirt. Uh, coach, uh, could you talk a little bit more about Jake's maturation Well, I would, I would probably go back to last year during the during the uh, the middle of the season there when he didn't play as well as he would probably have liked, and to be able to rebound and play as well as he played down the down, down the stretch uh, certainly goes back into facing adversity, handling adversity, and then responding the right way. And I think that uh, that's a, that's a great example of who he is as a person. The camera bank here on the left, please. Coach, you kind of touched on it a little bit. Jake's cleaned up the footwork, among some other things. What have you seen in just his quarterback style that's grown over the last couple of years that makes you comfortable that he'll have a great senior season? Well, I've, I've been very comfortable from day one with Jake as far as, as, as he, he, he being a very mature guy, mature beyond his years, which I think is critical uh, at that position for that player. Uh, but, but, again, he positively affects people around him. Uh, he has a calm, cool demeanor. He's a great competitor. He has great toughness. He has all the intangible qualities you look for at that position. Uh, again, I go back to the same thing. Let's do a better job of taking care of the football and making some better decisions here and there uh, because he's played lights out in some situations, and we need to be more consistent in playing towards that. Coach, to your right, second row, second from the end. Hey, well, Nick was in here this morning, and he – Thought he recalled your first interaction with him was before a Peach Bowl practice when he had just gotten to LSU. I think you were at Valdosta then. Do you recall anything about that conversation and maybe how you sold yourself to him to, to get that first job at LSU? Um, yeah, I do. I recall it vividly. Um, I worked at Auburn as a graduate assistant, and Jimbo Fisher was the quarterback's coach. And uh, I was in Atlanta, and uh, LSU was playing Georgia Tech in the Peach Bowl. And it was their first year at LSU. And uh, I called Jimbo to see if I could come watch the practice. I think Nick thought I was spying on the practice for Georgia Tech, you know, typical Nick. Um, <laughs> and he approached me, and, just, and the players were still dressing. They weren't on the field yet, so he kind of walked up and introduced himself. But we started talking and just kind of hit it off and then, uh, you know, told me I could stay for the entire practice and, and, and visit him when practice was over. And then uh, uh, about two months later, he had an opening on his staff, and he asked Jimbo, who was the young man that I met 
at, at the practice that day, and, and they, they brought me in for an interview the next day and offered me the job. So there's no question that uh, things happen for a reason sometimes in life, and that, that uh, certainly changed my career as far as that meeting was concerned. Up on the camera bank in the back. Coach Mike Yupa, Watch Fox, Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, you were in Florida for four years. This is your fourth year here at South Carolina. From just a learning experience, of course, every place you go, I'm sure you took things away. But where is your mindset um, in comparison to what you took away from Florida? And just uh, what have you been able to just grow as a, as a coach and as a person? Well, you know, Mike, I think you, 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 you live and learn as a person and as a coach day in, day out, week in, week out, month to month, year to year. Uh, you continue to, in my opinion, evaluate what you did well and what you didn't do well as a coach and the things you've got to improve on within your organization. Every place is different. And, there, you know, there's some similarities between Florida and South Carolina, and there's some differences between Florida and South Carolina. And that's true across the country. Uh, but, but, but I'm very comfortable where we are at South Carolina. I'm very comfortable about how we've improved the program. I'm very comfortable that after three years we've won more uh, games than any staff has in South Carolina history ever. You know, ever is a long time. And, uh, and, uh, and I'm real proud of those accomplishments. Yet that being said, I'm not satisfied with where we need to be and what we need to be. And there's nobody more impatient in our program or our fan base than me. So, so we have a long way to go. And I think that we've done the necessary things as far as the long family operations facility, our practice facility. We're going to make $22 million improvements to Williams-Brice Stadium, which is approved by our board recently, and I appreciate them doing that. Um, so there's a lot of positive things going on in our program right now uh, that, that I'm really excited about. To your right, Coach, against the wall. Okay, Coach, Michael Brandon, Saturday Down South. It seemed like last season when you went up against teams that had physical, big offense and defensive lines, a lot of, team, a lot of time your team kind of wore down in the second half. I know on paper you guys probably have the best linemen on both sides coming into this season, but mm -hmm. – Aside from just having the players, what gives you the confidence that your, that your lines of scrimmage will hold up better next season? Well, I think the players are the answer. And at the end of the day, we went into last season with less than 40% of our snaps that returned from 2017. And most of that was up front. It was, it was you know, we lost Dante Sawyer and Taylor Stallworth and Sky Moore, three really good football players. York Jones was a really good player for us as well. And going into last year, and we got exposed in week two. Uh, we had two freshmen backing up inside. Now those guys are a year older, and some of the growing pains that we went through uh, last year should be positives for us. I saw a lot of growth with some of those guys this past spring uh, to understanding that. You know, at the end of the day, that was the situation we were in. They had to play. They knew that in the recruiting process, and they improved throughout the year. Then, unfortunately, we had some injuries, which contributed to even more young guys playing. Uh, so, again, the growing pains that we went through, I think, can be turned around to be positives for us this year. Coach, to your left at the camera bank. Hey, Coach. How you doing? Jacques Doucet, WAP-TV. how you doing? Good. How about yourself? Great. Um, speaking about LSU's head coach right now, Ed Ogeron, he's a bit older than you, but do you see any similarities? He's in... a lot older than me. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say they both – And he mean... looks a lot older than me, too. <laughs> Go ahead. Have you seen them things they're putting out on Twitter now? I, I saw that today. <laughs> He looks a lot older than me. Steve Ensminger's offensive coordinator looks a lot older than him. <laughs> Did you do that to yourself today to try the app? And no. The, I'm, not an, I'm not an app guy. 
I think I heard you say the last Star Wars you saw was Empire Strikes Back, too. That's right, number two. Yep. Um, the, uh, well, how am I going to follow this up? Um, just Coach Ogeron, do, do you see some similarities in yourself and him? Hard-nosed defensive guys, and you know, he, he was doubted when he got that job, and it appears he, he's got it stabilized now. No doubt about it. I, I think the world ahead, he's a really good football coach. He's obviously, there's some similarities of the defensive side of the ball. Both guys engage and, and uh, attack recruiting hard. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm happy for him and his success. You look what he, the job he did at Southern Cal on an interim basis. So I thought he did a fantastic job. And um, you know, for whatever reason, they went a different direction. Uh, but he now got another opportunity here at, uh, at LSU, uh, similar to my situation, have an opportunity at South Carolina. Up in the camera bank in the middle. Um, Rashad Snell, Alabama News Network in Montgomery. Uh, Coach, your in-state rival, Clemson, has become – a national powerhouse winning two out the last four national championships. Has South Carolina kind of became like the little brother to Clemson? No, we're not the little brother. That? We're not. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Over here to your left, please. John Little, the big com. I, I, I believe your offensive and defensive players had some shirts made for uh, run defense and, and offense. Uh, what kind of brought those things on? I, I guess y'all didn't meet some of the goals that you wanted to last year? Well, we haven't in three years running the football, uh, you know, as far as what we want to be able to do on average per down. Uh, we haven't met what we need to do running the football-wise. We haven't done as well a job of getting the ball on the, on the, on the perimeter with our blocking at the receiver position, tight end position, and sometimes running back position because I view quick screens and some of the bubbles, that, that's a run game stuff to me. That's not, that's not a pass. Uh, we haven't done as well defensively stopping the run or stopping the perimeter run game. And so we really challenged our players in the offseason to understand the deficiencies we've had in, in those areas and that we've got to improve those areas to take the next step as a program. That's just bottom line. And we haven't really had necessarily the guy that can make a guy miss consistently at the running back position because in our leg, you're not going to block them all. At the end of the day, you got to make a guy miss. You got to run through contact. We haven't stayed healthy at the running back position either. So hopefully, we can stay healthy at that position. We got to be more consistent stopping the run, and we've got to do a much better job on the perimeter in our secondary uh, of playing the short screens. Two last questions. You're going to be here, Carol, the right third row. Will. Israel was a guy that obviously came on pretty yep. strong last year. Just what are your expectations for him entering his sophomore season and kind of what's the next step for his game? Well, his most talented attribute is his work ethic. The guy works extremely hard. He attacks the off-season program the right way. Uh, so I have a high expectation for him because I know he's got high expectations for himself. Uh, and I think athletically he's what you want. He's got good length. He's got good top-end speed to finish. Uh, but, again, his, his most talented attribute, in my opinion, is his competitive edge. Final question right here, Coach. Jeff Owen, Spurs and Feathers. Will, you mentioned earlier today that you hosted the seniors at your house. What, what was the initiative? What was your message to them? Well, we do that every year, and that's not really, that's not really a formal meeting. That's more of a relax, and I think it's important for them to see me as a father and a husband and uh, outside of the coaching environment and, uh, and, and just kind of let your hair down and enjoy yourself. And, and we certainly did that. We had them fishing and tubing and wakeboarding and karaoke in there. Donald, Donnell Stanley and my wife, Carol, were karaoke in there, there late at night and feed them a good meal, but come out of the house and just relax. They've, they've worked extremely hard this summer. And as I said earlier, I think they've done a really good job from an accountability standpoint of holding this team accountable to a certain standard. 
And, uh, and I just, it's just a small form to say thank you and I appreciate them and what they've done. And this is a special class for me because it's the fourth year and a lot of these guys came in when we had just won three games and lost to Citadel in a coaching transition. Uh, the, always the uncertainties of that. And a lot of these guys, it was a leap of faith a little bit to come to South Carolina. You look at a guy like Brian Edwards who could have gone to a lot of different schools and decided to stick with his commitment and come to South Carolina. T.J. Brunson, that was committed to another school, decided to come here. Rico Dottle decided to come to South Carolina. Jake Bentley came early to South Carolina. Donnell Stanley was here. He's now going to be a four-year starter. Dennis Warren was committed to another school and decided to come here. I mean, you know, the, the list goes on. Kier Thomas just committed to another school, decided to come to South Carolina. So a lot of these guys had a leap of faith in our staff, in our school, to come to South Carolina. So this is a special group to me.